0: You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons podcast. You can follow along with the notes for this message and get better connected with our church by visiting church2911.com/connect. Now, here's Pastor Rick or another member of our team with this week's message. Okay, so if I can, real quick, last week was the first sermon, and um, I want to I want to tell you a little bit about. It. Just want to wrap it up real quick, if I can, a little bit of a of, of an. Of an explanation of what it was because in case you didn't hear it last week uh, you weren't here or you, you and you didn't listen to the podcast I want to really encourage you to go to the podcast so, so let me tell you what last week was about okay with selfie and listen incidentally we're not really preaching about social media you're not going to learn how to use social media by coming to these sermon series okay, these sermons alright that's not what this is about we're kind of using it as a you know as an allegory to explain you know some of the things we deal with well here's the thing we talked about last week with it is that if we're not careful the selfie culture that we live in that, that, that you know just permeates and just surrounds us if we're not careful that selfie culture will keep us from having our our aha moment having our pivotal moment from receiving what it is God wants to do in our life Now, if you didn't hear the message last week if you didn't listen I hope that encouraged you to say man I brought it because you do You need to hear that message last week, okay? So this week, we're going to build on that just a little bit. But what is this selfie culture talking about? Okay, so read the scripture last week. This was 2,000 years ago. This isn't a new thing. This selfie culture, as, as I'm calling it, isn't really a new thing. It's just we're acting it out now through social media and selfies, okay? The apostle Paul wrote about this. God impressed upon him to write about it to Timothy. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, in this letter, the first verse and a half, he says to Timothy, you should know this that in the last days there will be very difficult times for people will love only themselves and their money and I've heard a lot of people use this I've used it to talk about last days you know examples of you know what, what are some of the signs of the final days and the last days before Christ returns and, and uh, this is one of them I've used that you know and, and uh, that people be lovers of themselves and their stuff more than anything and um, it's been it's been a long time maybe since i used it in that way but back back when i maybe early in my ministry and was using that scripture and talking about those things let me tell you i can tell you this is that things haven't gotten better you know it seems like we love ourselves i think i I think the selfie culture that we live in today not you know the social media stuff and a lot of that uh, other i think that even even highlights how much more we are focused on ourselves and on our stuff that we love ourselves and love ourselves. but but not just as a sign of the last days I want you to think about it this way is this is what Paul is saying to us also is he saying that times are difficult when people are only focused on themselves and their stuff times are difficult relationships are tough when people are only focused on themselves right and so, everything else in life as, as well is difficult uh, when we're only focused on ourselves. And that's what the selfie culture really is all about. Okay? So, let me give you. Um uh, some stats, but here's what I want us to do, the first part of this message at least, but really this whole message is really about filters, okay? The filters that people use. And uh, the, fir- the first stat here is 36% of those who post selfies use filters or apps to edit their selfies. So they snap the picture and 36% meaning more than the third, so one of three, at least, are actually going to do something to that picture before they post it. They gotta fix something, they've gotta use something, they gotta I mean, even even if there's not a blemish on it, think about what you're doing when you're using a a filter or a mask or or an app to edit it. What you're saying is, this picture is not good enough as it is. That's what we're, that's what you're saying when you when you have to edit it, when you have to add something to it. Everybody says, I, I want to give it some pizzazz. I want to give it some little more something of those kind. Right? That's what we're really kind of doing is that it's not good enough as it is. And you know that's that's kind of a sad thing in a way, isn't it? And so I think that's why this next uh, this next stat is that in 2015 the last uh, the last year I could actually find uh, stats for one million one hundred fifty two thousand nine hundred and three that's an exact number somebody counted that right one million one hundred fifty two thousand nine hundred three Instagram posts were tagged hashtag no filter they were tagged no filter uh, over 1.1 million and that was three years ago And it's gotten even bigger. Okay, so here's what was happening. A little bit of a backlash of of everybody using filters is some people are saying, well, I'm going to show you. I've got awesome pictures even without a filter, and I'm going to put the hashtag no filter so you will pay attention that I did not even use a filter. You know so it's like it's like we know this is that yeah we're kind of hiding behind our filters and our masks and and those things that we use with our social media and the editing and all that so we kind of know that we're doing that and we kind of want to break it's, it's like I think one of the things that shows us is it is we kind of want to break out from that a little bit we understand that's not re- reality so we want to break out from that a little bit and we want to break out from it so much so that we're willing to lie about it did you know that there was a group of people, and I've, I've got the link for you on the Connect page in the sermon notes, okay? Next, the next stat is 7.41% of, the, of those hashtag no filter posts actually do have filters. So this, this, this group of people, and uh, the link is there on the Connect page in the sermon notes if you want to look at it. This group of people, they, they said they went through all 1.15 million posts on Instagram with the hashtag, no filter. And they said 7.41% of those people were lying through their teeth. That they actually had used a filter and then put hashtag, no filter. And you say, okay, well, that, that's not too bad, is it? 7.4%, you know what that is? That's one out of every 13 that if 13 of us took a picture of some beautiful mountainscape or waterfall or even of ourselves, and then we put hashtag no filter on it, one of us is lying through our teeth about it. Why would we do that? I mean, wh- why would, what is it that's inside of us that, that first of all tells us our life, the way things look about who we are and all that isn't enough, and so we've got to add something to it and then turn around and lie about it? what is it that what is it that's going on in us it's this selfie culture it's this selfie culture you know because because really what this selfie culture does is it is it, it distorts it distorts our perspectives but next slide mass and filters masks and filters do not change reality we know that right <laughs> you know it's almost like I want to say let me make sure you guys do know that right it's almost like, uh, make sure you do know that, right? That you're not posting pictures, putting a mask or, or filter or something in there with, and think you really changed reality. You had not changed reality. And I think that's also some of the struggle that that previous slide with those stats, you know, that that's some of the struggle is we know we're doing all this, but yet we know it's still not changing reality. So we keep trying in other ways. You know, we, we first, we try the filters and the masks and then we try the no filter hashtag and then we try it and we lie about it. It's like, cause we're still struggling with this it doesn't change reality it doesn't change reality one bit whatsoever you know what it does do though next slide wherever there's a filter there is a lack of true connection okay uh, what's a filter for think about it a filter is to keep something from going from here to here it's a filter stops things from getting over here and some filters are good right some are bad but most filters are good we use them with good intentions like if you have a water filter You know it is to keep bad things from going between your tap and your gut right you know you don't want the bad stuff and so it filters that out that's a good thing but what does it do it keeps stuff from making the connection from going from here to here that's what a filter does it stops things from making the connection sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad like in relationships that's bad when we have filters it keeps us from making the true connection when we have, wear a mask and we, we, we put up walls and, and we surround ourselves, we got to protect ourselves, and then, then we're not going to make a true connection. Now, can you imagine, can you understand, can you see how that hinders our relationship? You know, what kind of relationship are you going to have? It happens all the time. You're a young man and a young woman get married, and then they really, really learn who it is that they marry. You know, because you can't wear a mask 24-7 you can't wear a mask you can wear it a long time you you can wear it all day long and get home and whew, glad I don't have to act like that anymore boy I've been in those places too you know not, not necessarily dating but in some other areas as well what does that do to us it, it, is we when we wear the mask when we use the filters and you know we're not just talking about social media right we're talking about reality of life when we have those masks and filters and put up those walls then what we are doing is, is we are keeping ourselves from actually making true connection that is that is that is crippling our relationships as a pastor man I struggle with it because you know you've got you've got things in your life that you need my help with but you wear the mask and the filter and I try to ask you what's wrong and oh everything's good pastor you know that whole holy thing we do on Sunday morning we lie in the name of Jesus everything's great I'm blessed and all that and we got all that other stuff going on in our life and, and I can't help you because you won't be real. Take the mask down. I want to help you. People around you want to help. People in your small group want to help you. Your spiritual mentors or those people who pray for you, they want to help you, but they can't do it as long as you're wearing the mask, as long as you've got the filter, as long as you've you got the wall built around you. You have to take all of that down. And that's not even the worst of it. I mean, it hinders your relationships with, with, with your spouse, with your best friends, with your mentors, with, with your pastor. But it doesn't just hinder those relationships. It hinders this relationship the filters in the mass filters will keep you from God's dream the filters of your life will keep you from God's dream and isn't that crazy But isn't it crazy we do that yes but we've been doing it ever since the beginning take you back to the very beginning of the Bible Genesis chapter 3 verse 8 when the cool of the evening breezes were blowing in that garden the garden of Eden the man and his wife Adam and Eve they heard the Lord God walking about in the garden so they hid from the Lord God among the trees they hid from now, now, now think about this we're, we're sitting here right here in this room if you and I could physically hear God's presence come in that door and blow into here what would you want to do man I don't want to hide I don't want to hide I want to say come on what have you what have you got for us today Lord I don't want to hide from him but that's what they did is they ran and hid from now think about that they hid from God do you think about that I mean God who knows the intents of every man's heart and woman's okay okay uh, God that knows all of that and they 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 think they're gonna hide behind some trees behind some bushes and that God's not gonna see he's not gonna know you, you see they had they committed committed sin they had rebelled they had been disobedient and now they also you know their eyes were open they said oh man we need to get some clothes on you know and they realized so they were a little embarrassed they were a little ashamed and so when they hear god coming they have to run and hide but can i tell you something the thing you need the thing you need the most you're not going to find it in the bushes and behind the trees i mean the thing that they were doing is they were hiding from the one who could help them i mean do, do you remember what god did if you don't know the story don't remember the story What God did once he started talking to them, and they said, we hid ourselves because we realized, you know, we were naked before you and all that. They were physically naked. We hid ourselves. You know what God did immediately? God started developing a plan. He knew all this was going to happen, already had it in his head, but God, God, that's the point. is we're hiding ourselves, when we hide ourselves, when we we live behind the masks and the filters and, and put up the walls, we're hiding ourselves from the one that can help us with all the stuff that is going on in our life let's take it down you know that that's this is the God that I, I, I want to I want to be open with right here look at it Psalm chapter 40 verse 5 the psalmist writes Oh Lord my God you have performed many wonders for us your plans for us are too numerous to list Th- this is not a God I want to hide myself from this is not a God that I want a filter between me and him this is not a God that that I, I want a wall. I, you know, Adam and Eve they they stood literally, physically naked before God, and so they were embarrassed and ashamed. You know what? I I, I don't I, when I, when I stand before God I, spiritually. You and I, when we stand before God, we are spiritually naked before Him. He sees everything, and you know what? I, I don't want to be ashamed in that moment I I don't want to be embarrassed I want to take all those I want to take all those things down so I can be in, in in this the presence of this amazing God It says you have no equal if I tried to recite all your wonderful deeds I would never come to the end of them that's not a God I want to be hidden from that's not a God that I want a mass between me and him that's not a God that I want filters from Psalm 37 23 the Lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives I have people ask me it seems like one of the one of the biggest most often asked questions I get as a pastor is you know is God interested in this in my life is God interested in these things that scripture says he's interested in every detail Everything going on in your life and he's so interested in it He orders your steps or he directs your steps now if you aren't really really following God You you read that and you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I know he doesn't want me to do this He doesn't want me go there He doesn't want all this is you're really that you're reading that like God's this cosmic killjoy, you know And just wants to do all this to mess up your life that's not what he's doing. It, 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 he wants to direct your step because he's interested in all these details. And he knows if you go here or you do this or or or, or you get involved in this, he knows how that's going to interfere with, with the other things in your life, the miracles that he wants to. You don't believe it? What is his plan? When he's ordering your steps. What is his plan? Jeremiah 29, 11. God says, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope. God is so concerned with every little detail of your life, and he is ordering your steps because he is ordering your steps, walking you in a path toward a great, future and a hope for you, whatever is going on. I just had someone before services today, and they were talking about how, how this, is, this is all they could see in their plan. I said, yeah, but that's all you can figure out. God's trying to order all of this other, because He is so concerned about every detail, and God can work miracles, and he's working miracles. Great things are happening in, in, in God's family today. Great things are happening. And he is ordering your steps, and he is going toward a future and a hope because he has amazing plans for you. You see Jesus didn't die so you could live behind a mask he didn't die so you could stay behind a mask and a filter or behind a wall that's not why he died Jesus Christ died so you could be free he died so you could be free from the mask and the filter Uh, you know those things that we put up because we can't afford to let other people know you know, I don't want anybody to know about my past. I don't anybody see these scars, these hurts, and those things. So we put all these filters and masks. Jesus Christ didn't die for you to stay there. He died to get you out of that, not just out of your sin, but away from the, 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 the stuff because of your sin, the, the scars because of your sin, the, the, the embarrassment, the shame. You know, most of us, probably a lot of it. you've heard of John three sixteen, right? Most of us have. But you, and a lot of you could even quote it. But you know what verse 17 says? It says, God did not send his son into this world to bring condemnation, but that the world through Jesus might be saved. He didn't do that to condemn you. He wants to deliver you from all that condemnation that's in. He wants to deliver you from the, from the shame, from the embarrassment, from the yesterday, from the mistakes that you've made, from the, from all, you know that stuff, I mean, you got some, right? Don't you ever think of something that you did in your past? You kind of, ooh, shudder just a little bit. Ooh, yeah, I don't like think about that. He wants to deliver you even from those things that's who this God is is he wants to the, and so so if we if, if we maintain the masks and the filters and the walls we'll never get there we'll, it's like we're still in prison maybe we're forgiven of our sin but a lot of us Christians we're still in prison because we can't we can't let everybody see all that other as well just just pull it down to let God be real to and the people around you especially those mentors to be real with you whatever you need because let, let me let me let me see if I can just throw a wrench in some of your some of your ideals here about this is because even Sunday mornings can become a mask and a filter even Sunday mornings and boy it happens a lot of ways okay let, let, let me let me explain to you here, here's one of the one way when, when most of us become Christians. When we first become Christians, when we first start, we first start attending church, those things, we got to wear a mask because we're looking around at all these perfect people and we don't measure up these perfect people, right? I was really hoping I'd get a few giggles right there then, you know. I said Snickers in the first service and I think they thought I wanted a candy bar, so I had to change that to giggles for the second service, right? It's for us because we know. Okay, anybody is there anybody anybody that's perfect just stand up right now if you will we'll roast you and we'll put you in your place All right. remind you you're not all that in a bag of chips like I said last week somebody texted me said I can't believe you said that in the service I'm sorry I'm not old it's just the people I hang out with are you know there are no perfect people in this room right now you're wearing a mask for no reason if you're wearing a mask on Sunday morning because you think you don't measure up take it off because every person in this place is imperfect. All we are is, how do they say it? Sinners saved by grace. That's who we all are. None of us are perfect. None of us will live perfect lives. We've all got scars. We've all got mistakes. We've all got all oh, things that make us cringe when we remember the stuff that we've done in our past, hoping our kids don't find a picture somewhere on the internet of it. See, social media stuff still there, right? We've all got that. And Sundays can become a great mass for us when we first become Christians, but also the other end of the spectrum is when we feel like we have arrived. You see, when we first become Christians, we feel like we got to wear a mask because we don't measure up, but if we're not careful, we can learn enough that we feel like nobody else can measure up to us now. Now listen, 67.9% of the people who regularly attend Church 2911, we know that because we track it, we're not going to church anywhere before coming to 29 11 so most of you aren't in this in this situation and so if we've got any there are very few of these religious superiority types but just in case you are getting close to that or or if one day you start getting close to that let me remind you that when you start thinking that Something bad is beginning to happen to you. You know what's beginning to happen? Because when, when you get to that place where you think, well, now I've figured out, you know, all we got two-thirds of our church, a little over two-thirds of our church, they, they weren't even going to church before coming here. So I've got it figured out. They need to come sit around me and li- listen to me talk for a while, right? You know, I, I think some people go to church. Listen, I pastor for a long time, okay? I think some people go to church not to learn anymore. They just go to church for the pastor to validate what they think they already know. Yeah, nervous laughter a little bit right there but I think that's what some of us do and, and if we're not careful that can become a mass for us and we wear this spiritually holy mass like we're religiously superior to everybody else and you know what happens when that happens that means there is nothing anybody else can tell you the, wor- the the hardest person to help is someone who does not know that they don't know and someone who's religiously superior they don't know that they don't know they think they've got it all figured out they've gotten to a level that they're you know, right up there with God and whatever And they don't realize there's still something you don't know. There's still something more to get. There's still something. And, and, and when, when, when you get to that place and you, you begin to think that, you're, that you know more than everybody else, spiritually speaking, then you can't learn anymore. You're not going to go any deeper with God. You're not going to understand anything. There's nothing else God can tell you in, in, in the Scripture. There's no more promises that, that, that maybe you missed this one. Or, there's not any more of that. So, so please don't ever feel like you have need to wear that mask. Because when you do, you're, you stop growing and you know what will happen? All those people that weren't in church before, they're just going to run right on by you because they realize they haven't learned at all. So Sunday's can become a mask because we don't feel like we measure up or because we feel like other people don't measure up. But here's the, here's the other way that it become, can become a mask. is because we can come in so focused on our problems and our needs and our stuff, we don't even see anybody around us. Maybe instead a mask or, or, or filter. We could say Blinders. And all we're focused on is what can the pastor say today that will help me in my situation? What can someone pray over me today? What can they sing this morning that is going to help me in some, in, in some way? Is there someone that's going to speak to me? You know, I am literally amazed at the people who say, well, you know, nobody spoke to me. I say, well, who did you speak to? Well, that was quiet, wasn't it? You know, and it's amazing to me. It's like, well, wait a minute. It's because you got your blinders on. You know, it's just we got to get those blinders off us. So so Sundays can become a mass because we don't feel like we measure up, or because we feel like others don't measure up, or because we are just razor focused on ourselves. So, what do we need to do? We need to do what all good pictures need. We need some focus adjustment, right? All pictures need to be focused, right? And then you throw that filter over it to unfocus it, you know, right? Yeah, but they need to be focused. So let's do some uh, focus adjustment right here. Adjusting focus. First thing up there on the screen. Is it up there? Yep, yep, it, yeah, it is. Okay, listen. I know, like I said, we're not really preaching about social media in this series. But since we're here, let me just say something about social media, okay? If you are a Christian, please when you are uploading your pictures or you're topping out that amazing thing that you think everybody's going to ooh and ah over or that you're topping that thing to really put somebody in their place quiet out here now all right amen or oh me before you do that would you ask yourself this question anybody got an idea what this might mean what would Jesus post would you please write that down somewhere and before you start just throwing things out there on the internet if you're a Christian Ask yourself before you, because man, I've, you know, I've actually tried to not look at as much social media the past couple of weeks, because when I say something on Sunday, I don't want you to think, I saw your post, <laughs> you know, and I'm telling you right here, right now, so I'm trying not to right now, in the middle of this series, not, not look at, at it quite so much, only look at the selfie posts, you know, that we're doing, those kinds of things, but you know, I see it all the time, I see somebody just jump in, and you hit... Click, send, whatever, and it is out there for forever. You can't get it back. So all you can do is go, oh, well, let me apologize. Before you have to do that, ask yourself, what would Jesus post to right now? Can I tell you something? I have deleted a lot of posts that I never sent because I asked that question before I hit click, send. So I ask yourself that question. Okay, so adjusting focus. Let me let me talk to you about real quick. <clears throat> a good way to adjust our focus is there. There is this um, there is this um, inherent truth in the Word of God. Listen, here's what I believe. I believe God does not have a bunch of rules. I believe He has two. Jesus said that there are two great commandments: love God with everything you are, and love your neighbors yourself. And everything else He said fits under these two commandments. Don't believe it? Go go look. Think of this afternoon. I dare you. Think of every rule you can think of in the Bible and see if it doesn't fit under one of those two. Love God with everything you got, and love your neighbor as yourself. It, 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 everything fits under there, every single thing. But I think what happens is, is we start trying to work around in the gray areas a little bit. Well, maybe if the, and and then I think that's why maybe a lot more rules kind of had to come in to place, is because we weren't gonna listen we weren't going to say okay does is doing this is this really honoring God with everything that I am or is doing this is this really loving my neighbors and myself and so he, God had to explain and explain and explain and we get and I think that's where the Pharisees got in trouble is they kept adding rules and adding rules and adding rules and they, they even got caught up in it themselves so God I believe has two basic rules okay and so 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 pretty much everything everything about the word is it it all fits it's like there's not a rule for this and then a rule for this and a rule for this area and rule for this area in your life it's like they're all the same okay so there's this there's this uh, uh, underlying current uh, there's this underlying teaching throughout the Word of God it's really 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 prevalent in the Old Testament and then it also comes out of the New Testament as well okay so it's not just an Old Testament thing because it's not it's not about laws and rules it's about just the understanding and the way God works, okay? And so I could have brought you, like I said last week, I, I, there was one place I could have brought you a bunch of scriptures. Here's another one. But I just picked this one just for you to kind of get it a little bit. Exodus 23, verse 19. As you harvest your crops, so so here he's talking about, you know, you, you farmers, as you harvest your crops, you're getting your increase, you're getting your gain. You know, what, what you're earning you know through your labor as you harvest your crops bring the very best of the first harvest or you could say there in some translations say first fruits to the house of the Lord your God so here's how it was really easy back in those days you know uh, imagine like for a a sheep farmer and he has 10 lambs born It is really easy for him to take the first one of those 10 born this week and just set it over in a pen by itself this one belongs to God because of the tithe, you know, 10% belong to God. So he just takes that one and puts it over there. So that's really easy, I'm gonna leave it there in that pen, you know, and these, these are the ones I'm either gonna sell, you know, or gonna, you know, cook for, for meals or whatever, but that one is God, real easy to do that, right? But you know, he didn't even have to do that because I know that's what some of you say, well, you know, I, how, how can I do that? Do I set the money aside or what are, you know, well, one thing's these days, I mean, lots of people paying, paying, uh, you know, tithes, giving their tithes or giving their offerings, you know, online, uh, so that makes it some easier. But this guy, didn't, he didn't have to put it in another pen. He could have wrapped a cord around his neck, you know, or marked it in some way like that. He, and they couldn't brand it or any of those things. I know for those of you that's really into that, he couldn't do those things, but he, he could mark it in some way if he had to, you know, but he could set it aside. Okay, so here's, here's what God is saying. He's saying, well, here's, what, here's what he's declaring and commanding that we do, is he said, bring me your first fruit. He's saying, before you buy a stick of gum with your paycheck, decide what it is that belongs to me instead of decide. Now I'm not gonna get into we'll get into that in a few weeks, okay? But I'm not gonna get into that so much today as much as you decide what you want to because some of you even give more than that 10%. And so what God says is decide. Make me first. Don't wait till the end and say, well God, if I got any money left over, you know God I didn't have much left over today. I got a half a lamb here or whatever, you know? God says, make me first. Okay, so here's here's the truth. Here, here's Here's the truth that God is trying to get to us. is when we do that, then we're honoring him with the first fruits. Okay, and I believe, as I said, is that God doesn't have a, you know, a list of rules for this area of your life, a list of rules for this area. Of the rules of God are for all areas of our life. So here, here, here's what it means. Wrap, wrap it up this way. is that if you want to be blessed financially, then give God your first fruits. Before you buy a stick of gum, decide what belongs to God and don't spend it on anything else but get it to him. If you want to be blessed in your relationships then make God first in your relationships you know and there's a lot of ways you can do that right I mean he, he could be the first person you talk to every day you know or, or, or you could put him first about decisions you're making relationships or about what about our health you want God to bless you in your health then make him first in that give him a, give him your first fruits you know I think we probably I'm probably stepping on just about everybody's toes by saying this this morning but it's like if we want to be healthy, then we need to probably eat the way God would lead us to eat. You know, in amounts <laughs> and in things that we choose to put into our body, right? I mean, if we really want to be healthy, wouldn't that make sense? Uh, uh, let me say it say this. Oh, here's another area. Your career. And some of you, you own your own businesses. And if you want God to bless you, if you want your business to be blessed and become grow to become everything that it could possibly be, all that you dream and more, then you know what you need? You need to... Give God the first fruits. And I'm not just talking about financially, but you need to make Him first so that when you have a decision to make, you're not just doing what is best business wise, but you're doing what God says. That the first phone call you make when you've got to make a decision is not a phone call to the guy who taught you everything you know about, about business, but your first phone call is to God. And you're asking Him that you're putting Him first, giving Him first fruits. See, this is a focus change because in selfie, there is nothing else you can be focused on, except yourself. That's why this is a focus change. It's like putting the first focus on God, making it Him in everything I'm doing. If you want to be blessed in an area, that's that's what this rule right here. That's what this underlying rule throughout all the Scripture is all about. If you want to be blessed in this area, whether it's financial, your physical health, your relationships, your career, your your business that you own, or what, if you want to be blessed. Then you got to find the ways to make God first give him your first fruits make him first set you know set aside time with him first whatever those things are make him first but that's what this rule is let me take you to scripture i'm gonna have to hurry last week because i yeah I'm really gonna have to hurry i spent a lot of time there um go ahead and take me last week we talked about how weird this passage of scripture was remember if you were here you know there's there's a couple of demon possessed guys they live in the cemetery you know that Jesus cast the demons out of them, they go to into a herd of pigs. The pigs, they run down the hill into the lake and commit mass suicide. Lots of weird going on in this passage of scripture, right? Lots of weird. And so I said, but here's the, here's the weirdest thing that I, to, I told you last week. Well, I got another weird one I wanna bring out to you, okay? Okay, I want, here's, I gave you one last week, but here's, this is not number one. I think this is maybe number two to me, is I wanna ask you in this story, Where is the celebration for the two guys who were delivered from demon possession? Where is it? I don't see it. That the the herdsmen went into the town and they said, hey, come out, you gotta see this man that did this, and they all come out and they meet Jesus, but then they said, okay, Jesus, it's good to meet you, but would you please leave? That was the first thing, kinda, it's a little deeper than that, but the second thing was, where's the celebration? You know, and, and I think this is one of the thing, problems we have as human beings, and especially in our selfie culture today, is we know how to mourn with those who mourn, but we don't know how to rejoice with those who rejoice. Because when somebody gets a blessing, what do we do? Y'all ever say, <laughs> in your spirit, somebody gets a blessing, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Now you get it, right? You ever say that? They only come to church about half the time. They don't even come to hear all the music. <laughs> where's mine? Why does God do that for me? You know, they get a <laughs> where's y'all, You ever do that spiritually? Uh, no hands going up. <laughs> we're kind of in our masks and filters right now, right? No, pastor, we're not coming out, from behind, <laughs> out of the tall grass on this one just yet. But we do that. And I'm not just talking about the world. Human beings do it. But we as Christians do it too. And we don't understand God's got us on different paths because God's got different things for all of us. And some of you, he's got you on a longer path because he's got you up a higher mountain to a bigger blessing. What we've got to learn to do, though, is we've got to learn to celebrate with those who are having their miracles. And what we've got to do, take me to the last slide. Here's here's the thing. This is the last slide before we come to the front. Adjusting focus, a wrong focus. When we are only focused on how something impacts our own life and not what it means for others. here's, Here's the thing we've got to do is we've got to quit focusing on us and Start focusing on everything goes when when I start focusing God I want your miracles to fall in 29 11 in our church. I don't just mean Sunday morning. I mean all week long I want your miracles to fall. I'm a part of that So when I'm saying God I want you to do this in us I'm saying God do it for me, you know, but I'm just not praying it that way My focus is on the whole thing and, and you know, I can't tell you how long it's been years Since I have gone to church I can't tell you how long it's been since I've gone to church for me Okay, I just, I, we just don't do that. I, it's like it's now I'm, I've got this. It's like I come for somebody else because while I'm coming for somebody else, and I'm praying for somebody else, and I'm preaching for somebody else, and I'm encouraging somebody else, then I wake up tomorrow and say, "Oh wait a minute, God! Yesterday you did that for me, and I didn't even notice till today." Thank you, God, because I'm focused on somebody else. That's the focus adjustment that we got to have. And, and, and in our selfie culture, we're we're focused on the exact opposite. I mean, how do you take a selfie without focusing on yourself? How are you part of it? You can't do it. We have to focus on the somebody else. We have to start learning to be able to celebrate with those who are celebrating, rejoice with those who are rejoicing, and rejoice with those who are receiving all these miracles that are happening around 2911. we got to start rejoicing with that and so getting them out there in the streets for other people as well. You've been listening to the Church 29-11 Sermons Podcast. If you have a prayer need, our prayer team and staff would love to pray with you. You can send us your prayer request by using the email address prayer at church2911.com. If you would like to know more about our church, including information about our weekly services, please check out church2911.com. Thank you for listening. We hope you know that God has an amazing dream for you. And as always, we dare you to dream.